Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Great to have you back today, Monday. Another week. Beginning of another week. What's happening? Um, yeah. Productive weekend. Well, sort of productive. End of Friday was super mega busy. Um, hence the late show Friday night. My apologies again for that. Um, but... I was out shooting all day in the afternoon, all day through the rain, and then got home. By the time I got home, after I picked up Jack and my wife, it was late, and yeah, just a little bit tricky. So apologies for that, but um, sort of back on track today, I guess. It's. I uh, hope you've had a good weekend, nice and safe and sound, and staying safe, all you guys out there in the podcast world. Thanks for popping by and catching up with us again. A little bit to talk about. I've got a new video that I'll be starting this week. Trying to get back on track. I've sort of got off that end of weekend. Normally, sort of have them by the weekend. So, I, obviously, last week, it's I've just been thrown around a bit with going back to work and all that stuff and getting the body accustomed back to normal life, I guess, for me. Uh, not normal for anyone else, but normal for us miners. Uh, the two weeks on and one off, uh, and the going from day shift to night shift and then recovering. So yeah, it's been a little bit tricky in that regard. So yeah, apologies to sort of for throwing, I guess, a little bit out of the loop, I think. Yeah, it's sort of, I, that's all I can put it to. I haven't been sick or anything, so just, yeah, just struggling to sort of get the energy to, to stay awake to do the stuff I need to do. Um, 12 and a half hour days and then you sort of got to come home, do a daily show and then try and sit down and edit for another two or three hours. Gives you only two or three hours a night to get some sleep so it's a little tricky sometimes. But I do my best. Uh, all good, so but we should be good. We're going to be, my next video up is one back from the middle of April. <laughs> That's how far behind I am. I've got videos going back all the way till then. Uh, this is, I did a walk through the Botanic Gardens. We just started to get a bit of rain and a Things were starting to green up. Um, couldn't go to many places with uh, the COVID restrictions. Uh, basically, it was an exercise walk for me. And so it's sort of a bit of a general, just fly through and just look and try and see if I could get some nice flowers, get some of the new new colours coming out after summer. It's sort of pretty much finished. Um, I did get some nice photos. I've got to go through, get all them sorted. So I'm anticipating at the moment I'll have that video by weekends. I'd say somewhere around the weekend I'll start on that tonight and then sort of work my way into the week and then it just depends how much I've got to put together. Um, it don't, I don't think it's a huge one, but I, th I think it'll still be probably around the 10-minute mark or something like that, around about there. I, that's what I sort of aim for. Around about 10 minutes is a good... Not too long, not too short uh, sort of time frame, so you don't get to get a get too bored. Uh, ones like the Astro one, never the last one I put out was twenty minutes. Uh, there was just so much I had to try and put into that. It was, and I, hopefully it didn't get you bored uh, because it was super super heaps of fun for me. And if you haven't watched it already, go check it out. There's a lot of black screen uh, because unfortunately that's the only problem I have at the moment is. My backup camera, my GoPro that does my, a lot of my video stuff, or I've got another camera, uh, the M50 to shoot, um, is terrible in low light. So when I'm trying to talk to you, stuff stuff that comes up fine on the M50 just doesn't come up on that. And it's a bit of a pain to try and swap them around and keep shoveling. So I'm looking into trying to get a second camera. I don't want to get something too expensive at the moment. 
mainly because I'm waiting till September when, fingers crossed, this Pro-M, oh, excuse me, Pro-M series camera will be coming out from Canon, so, and hopefully that'll be a weather-sealed duck's guts one, and that's the one I'm sort of really banking on, because I think that will be awesome, and that'll be perfect for me, because then I can use M50 just as a film camera, and then use this Pro version, weather-sealed and all that sort of ducks to go out there and take the photos and then not, I don't have to worry, stress too much. I can put this undercover and still film with it and just let it sit there filming and then go and take photos in the rain. And I don't care about me. I'm more concerned about the camera. I don't want to wreck it. So that's my plan at the moment. I am looking at some cheap ones like a 5Ds and 7Ds and stuff on eBay. I've got close on a couple, but just sort of, you've, it's a very tricky little game, the old eBay game. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose and you just got to get that right price and I set myself a budget and I don't want to go over that and you've, I'll, sooner or later you get a win. Uh, at the moment I haven't got one, but we'll get there. Oh, excuse me. Um, Rightio, so that's the sort of update on where we're at at the moment. So that's pretty cool. We're going pretty well. I did want to update you. You probably can't see these on the podcast, but i got some Dana boots. Uh, these are waterproof boots, the Caprines, I think they're called. And I wore them for the whole walk the other day, as my first walk, uh, through through streams, rivers, puddles, in the rain. Foot was dry as when I got back, and they worked a treat and super comfy. So yeah, super stoked about that. Thanks, Dana. They are awesome. Uh, very happy to get them, and I'll definitely be using them a lot more or pretty much all the time now when I'm walking, so I'm super wrapped to have them, makes a massive difference. Over wearing steel cap work boots around, <laughs> you don't mind that they get wet, and generally they are sort of generally waterproof, but they are, aren't the best, and they're definitely not the best for comfort for walking. I know if they get, they've got grip and stuff like that, um, but yeah, they're not as nowhere near as comfortable as what they were. They were really good. And the more I walked in them, the better they actually got. So once I've fully worn them in, I'm sure they'll be like just gloves and yeah, super wrapped with how they come out. So yeah, super stoked if you are looking for a nice good pair of hiking boots, shoes or sneakers or whatever, go check them out. They do have some sales on all the time and they do ship to Australia. So that was another great thing with them. And uh, they're actually quite reasonably priced. They're not uh, ridiculously overpriced like they do on some of the winter and um, hiking gear, I guess like camera gear, it just gets like jackets. I've been looking at them and I check them out all the time. I don't know if you notice how ridiculously overpriced a lot of stuff is for just a jacket. Um, they, they put all the, the technical stuff in and I understand when you, when you go into the top of the Himalayas and that you need the right gear to stay alive and that's all good but it's still a jacket, it's still down, it shouldn't cost $800 for a jacket, that's just insanity. Uh, 90% of these things are getting made in China and all with stuff made from China. There's no way it costs that much to make, so uh, it's good to see a, like a great brand and these are generally, um, I think most of them are made in America and some of the other stuff is imported stuff, but like even they're made in America, like they're a little bit higher price, but they're super high quality and that. So you've got to find that right that right sort of market, I guess, to hit. And I'm pretty happy with, with what I found with Dana. They had a really good name before, I, and that's why I give them a try and I'm super stoked at the moment. So yeah, awesome. So that's, that's going well. That's a big win for me.
Um, some sad news on the fishing side uh, and boating side. If you, well, if you own a boat or, or you've, you fish, you would have heard of Avonroot Outboards. Now they have been around for 113 plus years in the States and across the world. Uh, very well known brand. They have the E-Tech range of engines and they are no more. They've been shut down. They got bought out, of, of, I think in 2011, I think it was, I think from what I was reading. And they were bought out by BRP. That's the one that makes do Rotex engines and stuff like that. Uh, well, they've shut them down. The market was struggling apparently, and with the COVID thing, it pretty much crushed the outboard engine range. So they've now no more. So whatever's left is the the last of the engine. So if you've got an E-Tech engine, which I know a heap of the guys in Darwin, the fish uh, barra, uh, do get the E-Tech ones. They're a really good engine. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, so that's not good news. They have done a deal. So any sort of their boat range that they own, which is Quintrex and all that, uh, now will be running, I think it's Mercury. Yeah, Mercury's done a deal with them. So they will be putting Mercury engines on all their boats as the packages. And yeah, really, really big shame. Uh, now what they've done is, they've closed it out on, on a couple of things. They've gone, well, yeah, it's we're not making money. It's really tough and hey, this COVID smashed us. But they're also looking at a new project, Ghost. Uh, which is for their engine department. So that's pretty interesting in regards to the fact that, well, Ghost, uh, I think, who did the last thing with Ghost? I think it was, wasn't the electric motor Ghost uh, through Lawrence? They I think they had the electric um, motor. One of them was Ghost, I'm sure it was. So I got a funny feeling that BRP, they're pretty, pretty advanced sort of a company and heaps of uh, R&D. I wouldn't be surprised if they look, we're looking down the barrel of possibly the first large type, like large horsepower or large powered electric engine for a motor, for a boat. It's something that hasn't, I don't think I've ever really heard about it. I've looked at it a few times and you see the little like one, two horsepower type variants, but never in the regards to the two to 300 horsepower replacement for that engine and put it somehow get an electric motor. Can you imagine that? Uh, going down a river, fully silent with 300 horsepower, continuous uh, live wire, just infinite adjustability. So, and all just running off battery packs to keep that weight of that boat down. So it'd be really well balanced as well as and zero, zero chemicals going into the water to kill the fish or any, any sort of that action. Super, super quiet, so no noise for people that live next to the water in the in the lakes and the states and stuff like that and on the rivers for the animals and rada rada and yeah i think that'll I've, i just got a funny feeling that's what they're talking about when they talk about ghost um i've got to do a bit more research on that and suss it out i reckon it'll be a bit of a winner i'm su surprised it sort of hasn't come out with electric cars and all that i think it's definitely a great area to go through if they could put that same engine into their sea doos into their um, jet skis, so you could have electric jet skis, uh, magic, I think. So yeah, I think we'll hear more about that. It might be the, the end of Evanrude and the beginning of something super, super electric advanced for the boating world and boating jet ski for on the water vehicles. I'd say we've, we're coming into the next age. So keep an eye out for that. 
Uh, E3. We we heard talked about it a while ago the E3, which is the big gaming conference that happens every year. Uh, it's got sort of got put off and changed into a what was a uh, like a three month party type event. Uh, well, it might actually be the end of it. The the person who was running that event type thing was actually the one of the main founders of E3 and he sort of did his own thing and, and going down that route where E3 will possibly be, this could be the end of it completely and they might just turn to uh, pure online social presence with a lot of the companies they're saying, uh, talking about, well, social media, YouTube and all that, they can get their message out directly to the customers straight on the web through YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, they can get them feed it out to them they can do live shows that stream straight to their their customers uh they don't need to have these conferences and shows it's going to be this covid what's come out of covid is the fact that we're not reliant on having these big shows where everyone turns up we can actually get that message out to people via other ways and means through the internet which means more internet usage which means we need to get better and faster the internet but that's all coming anyway with stuff like uh, SpaceX uh, and all the other things were talked about so I think it's probably fairly accurate in the fact that it could be the last of it um, people especially in the next 12 months people are still going to be struggling sort of get money to do travel and stuff like that I think a lot of that will be on people's minds that they'll have other things that they need to pay off or, or pay bills back to cover up for what they've had to spend now if they've had to use their resources now so even in the next 12 months, travel's still going to be tricky. So I think looking at other avenues is definitely a good way. And for a gaming show that pretty much all the games now are bought online, and I think that was the other reason they said you don't really get a game anymore, take it home and put it in your machine. It's Even with my PlayStation 4, everything's just you just download it to the, to the computer. So it's pretty much non-existent owning a game you can still do it but i think that's pretty much once the ps5 and the new xbox lands i wouldn't be surprised if you can't use them at all it's going to be a pure download thing um, and it's a better revenue stream for the companies selling stuff because they can put you on a subscription type game scenario you can the old games they could put you on a like a ten dollar subscription to get 20 or 30 games and 20 30 50 100 game access to all these old games that aren't big sellers so you can play the old stuff you used to like for 10 bucks a month or you can buy the new game for 100 bucks so i think that'll be probably more so where they're heading and with that sort of scenario i think e3 will head towards just live you just have a live events where everyone can stream in and like zoom and have a thousand people zoomed in and then just live cross to one of the customers in the stands or in his own bedroom or wherever he is and just talk to him directly so and give away prizes and stuff like that so i think that's probably where they'll go uh, coming up in the, the sky, there's a bit of action in the sky this month. There will be a, a fun one. Uh, thanks to Alan Wallace, he does a he does a great show. If you want to learn a little bit about astrophotography, I've learned a heap of stuff off him. Go check out his channel, subscribe to him. Uh, he does a monthly what's happening each month. Uh, go see his one. There's a lot of rip-offs out there. But he's just the best. He's a very smart, switched-on person. Um, but he is saying one of the ones I just found would be pretty good this month in June is a solar eclipse on the 21st. So if you're looking to get a photo now, it's going to be tricky. 
Uh, it's for Australia. It's it comes in a bit of an arc. It goes through Africa into Asia, sort of like a bell curve, um, and that's the best place to see it. So, if you're living in Asia or Thailand or, or China or, or Japan or or Africa, in those middle areas, it'd be an awesome opportunity to get some good photos for you. Uh, but if you're in the north of Australia, you should see a bit of a partial one of your saying. So that's pretty cool. Twenty uh, first of June. If you're looking for something trick to take a photo of, maybe dial into him. Get a little go through his current video, which just released I think yesterday. You can get some more info on that, and then probably give you you've got 20 days to sort of plan ahead and get a spot and a foreground and work out how you're going to do it what lens to use and all the filters and all that sort of stuff so check that you may need to order with an eclipse i think you need like a super high like hundred thousand k nd filter off the top of my head i think i have done a little bit of looking in it but i think that's what you do so Check on that. Uh, you might need a bit of research, but it'd be pretty cool to get a good photo like that with a full solar eclipse. So very, very cool. Um, D6 unboxing. The D6, finally, we've seen the first unboxing of that. Jared Poland uh, got it one from Alan's cameras and basically just opened it up. He, he, he's not buying it. It is still, a, it's a, the new flagship DSLR. Um, he's of he's basically moved to mirrorless, so he's moving away. He's, he's got the stuff for the Z6 and the Z7, and that's sort of where he's at. And the Z50, he's pretty happy with that. He said it basically looks exactly the same as the D5, except for the CF Express cards, and there's dual of that. They didn't do the stupid Canon one CF Express, one SD card. I still don't know. I was, I was thinking about that the other day. I still don't know how that makes sense. But they've got dual CF Express cards, which is brilliant. Um, and he sort of posed the question, are they still relevant? And would you buy one of these? And I, I chucked an Odin thing, uh, just a message, you know, just my say. And I believe they still are purely for the fact that the 1DX Mark III and the D6, the new one, are both your pro level cameras that are built indestructible so they're water resistant waterproof drop proof magnet the canon i know the canon's got a magnesium frame i held one in my hands at, at the uh, when they released it uh here in perth and it is just a big chunk of grunt it is like you could if you hit someone over there where you could pretty much smash a skull open it is evil bit of gear now you can't say to me that the eos r is built to the same ruggedness and is going to take the same hide that that is. And that's what pros use. And I think that's where people are looking at it a little bit wrong. And it's and we talk about the RS5 with all the features and stuff, but the body is very similar to an EOS R. There's not much. It doesn't look like they've up, up the body strength for it doesn't look like it's going to make no one's talked about a magnesium frame no one's talked about if the whole body's weather sealed or anything like that if it can take a hide and uh, has it got gorilla glass on the display so it can't get scratched on the live view stuff like that that's important you know that's that's the important stuff you need to if you're a pro level dudes that have to rely on your camera and you're pulling it in out of your bag at each event and you're going from one event to then and you've got suitcases and bags and you're carrying all this crap and you just got to grab two or three cameras out and hang them and they're bouncing around and hanging off your neck and you're trying to shoot and do everything you need something 
yes, it's got to have all the specs, but it's got to be super reliable and take a flogging. And I think that's where they are still relevant. And I think that's why your pro guys will probably still use these things. It's they're not not done yet. I think until the mirrorless version of the 1DX and the DX come out at that same build quality, they're still going to buy them because they still do mirrorless spec level stuff. They aren't mirrorless, but they still do it. Uh, But the mirrorless aren't built the same as those, and they have to be. There has to be a rugged version. Hence why I said before, early in the show, we talked uh, in in previous episodes about the M50 as a baby 1DX, and they're talking about a release of that in September. Can you imagine an M50 that's built to the same ruggedness as the 1DX? Oh, that will sell packet loads, packet loads of cameras. That will just, if you can take it, if you can easily take it out to a range, we've got the Sigmas, a weather sealed lens, the, the F16, or the 16mm F14, that's weather sealed. I'll be able to go straight down the rain, not worry about a cover, shoot, 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 get that shot that no one else has got while they're sitting under the rain covers because it's, they, they can't afford to lose us four or five thousand dollar camera uh because this thing will be rugged and indestructible like a 1dx and that but it's a mirrorless and smaller and lighter and i can do all that so i think that's where it's at and i that's my opinion anyway but yeah i think that's the next step and that's why that r5 as much as the specs are amazing that's going to be fantastic for normal shooting but will the pros pick it and use it i think they might get one but it's probably going to stay in the back. For those guys that work in the rough outdoors, like you, you guys are doing shooting out for animals and stuff that are crawling through the grass, covered in crap, trying to get that. Like, you can't just have a normal camera in that weather. So, anyway, that's my ideas. Um, what do you think? Let me know down below. It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on the future of those marquee DSLR cameras. Radio, we're going to do another comp. I did talk about it, I think, Two weeks ago, we'll do a comp because we've hit over the 200 uh, subscribers, which is just awesome. Thank you to everyone. That's pretty amazing. Um, I'm trying to work out what it is. I know we're going to do... We'll do another hat in a bag. I've only got the small ones left. It's a small to medium, but it, it'll fit most people, um, except buffheads like me. Um, we've got a bag, and we're going to have a $50 box of bearings voucher. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, and we'll do a $50 Bokka Bearings voucher as well. Um, I've just got to work out what video it is. So we'll have a look, sit down and work out this month's plan and work out which video and how we're going to do it. But just stay aware, we'll probably do it. Um, it may be the Pilbara Astra video, which I've already got out because that's been pretty popular and maybe just a comment, but I'll let you know by the time, end of this week. And I'll have a bit more of a thing once I get back to work and get back into normal routines. Right, that's it. Gonna have another Legion Energy. If you haven't tried these, go check them out. They're Australian branded and basically like a G Fuel, but Australian, sugar-free, energy, beautiful. And they taste really good. I'm pretty happy with how they're going. So happy to support Australian as well. That's always good. Help out a brother. Cool, all right, have a great day. I will see you all again tomorrow for another day, another vlog. Stay safe wherever you are out in the podcast world. If you're running, don't run in any any trees while you're listening to me. Look out for that one on the left. 
Just kidding. Uh, stay safe and I'll see you all soon. Whether you're going that way, uh, that way. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.